the Lord. And, uh, and when the Spirit of God moves, then you say, yes, that's Him. Whether it's to someone else or just to yourself or just before Him, you acknowledge Him. It makes that sound too. All right. Maybe not. I made that part up. But the, the, the power of God goes up. The manifestation of Him goes up. And watch. Body parts start feeling better. Peace comes. People come. Come and they're dealing with stress and anxiety and, and funky stuff from the world that God doesn't want you to deal with ever. And you get in His presence and say, thank you, Lord. Your life is in me. Good things are in me. Your life is in. And as you, as you do that, that stuff is, is flying away like a bird. Flying right away like a bird. Amen. And we're aware of, we're not, we're not devil conscious, but we're aware of, of, of attacks of the enemy. And I tell you, they want nothing to do with this kind of atmosphere. Because demons flee. Huh? Right? I, I imagine, I imagine when our, our, our missions team was over in Africa, if they were, if the, this same presence, when it manifested in those services, people started freaking out, right? People that were in bondages, they'd start, I don't know what they looked like, but. Kicking chairs around and all kinds of stuff because the devil is seriously afraid of afraid of God in you. And when we yield to that spirit, oh, it, oh, it's a good thing. We yield to that life, uh, man. I tell you, we're on the victory side. We're on the right side of this equation. Thank you, Lord. Say it out loud. Say He's working in me. He's working in me now. God's life, God's ability, healing power. Victory, deliverance, freedom, working in me now. I'm a container of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Is it true because we say it? No, it, 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 it's true because God says it, but it works in us because we say it. You know, our saying it is a yielding. It's a giving place to Him. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Man, I hardly want to do anything. Do you guys feel the way I do? I don't Praise God. Amen, amen. Father, thank you for working in us tonight. Thank you for working in us. Oh, we, got, we honor you. We bless you. <laughs> we give you glory. We give you praise. We yield ourselves to you, vessels you can use, flow through. Thank you for your life. Thank you for your life. We give you glory. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God is good. If you're new with us tonight, welcome to church. And uh, uh, you've come to a, a, a different kind of meeting probably than you're used to. Maybe not, but possibly, because, uh, I don't know, not everyone's doing this, I guess, at least not around here. Amen. Say, well, it's kind of strange. It's real good, though. I mean, seriously, you check inside. Sometimes if your head goes, woo, and you go, what? What's going on here? Look in here. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That same spirit will let you know when things are right and when things are wrong. Yeah, you know. It's like, man, I don't know, but something in, something about that's right. Something about that's good. I just, man, I feel good. Hallelujah. Oh, God is good. 
Amen. Uh, thank you, Lord. Let me uh, invite you to take your Bible and, and, and go over to the book of Colossians. It's in the New Testament if you're not familiar with Scripture. If you have a phone, you can look it up. Colossians chapter 1. How many of you were in this service last week? Lift your hands. All right. I figured it would be a lot. How many, uh, just out of curiosity, how many were not in this service, the Wednesday night service, last Wednesday? Okay, a bunch of you too. All right. Uh, they're different every week, but I just have my own internal reasons for asking. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to tell you why right now. <laughs> Some things are private. Uh, Colossians chapter 1. Notice with me over here in the ninth verse. It reads, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask... That you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now stop there for a moment. What, 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 what did he ask? That we, that they, the Colossian church, that would include, be us in our day, would be filled with the knowledge of God's will. This is recorded as scripture because it's inspired by the Lord, by inspired by God so this is an inspired prayer. In other words, God will move on people so that they would ask Him to do certain things that He wants to do. It would, he wouldn't be, we wouldn't have a record of this, uh, of Him praying that they would be filled with the knowledge of God's will or know God's will if God didn't want His will to be known. And because God's will, God wants His will to be known, uh, say, well, why don't He just make it known? It doesn't work that way. What does he do? He inspires someone to ask him to do what he wants to do. That's because we're here in the earth where he gave us authority. We're, you're on planet earth. You have a right to bring God in the earth or on the scene. Or you have a right to bring the will of God to pass because you're here. Not just God there deciding to do it. God working in us so that we will, with our rightful position of authority in the earth, ask Him, and then by us asking Him, He has the right to do what He wanted to do the whole time. Amen. See, what if He moves on me to pray for something and I don't pray for it? Then His will is not done. He will not be able to do what He wants to do. Yeah, in our lives. Yeah? Hallelujah. And so Paul pr prayed that they would know his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So God wanted his will to be known. He still wants his will to be known. If, if any of you ever like wonder, have you ever been there? Lord, what do you want me to do? <laughs> what is your will in this situation? What, what, do you say, what do you want me to do? Do you know that he wants you to know what to do? And that's why you're asking him. You would, you would, if we're just left on our own, we'd just be selfish and, and self-focused and, and not seeking His will. We're saying, Lord, this is what I want. I mean, how many know a lot of people, all, their prayer life is all about what they want, not anything about, Lord, what do you want? The very fact that you would ever ask, Lord, what's your will, uh, shows that God is working in you. And 
it reveals just about the fact that the question exists, it shows, and because we have scripture, that God wants his ways, his will, his plan to be made known. He wants you to know it. Good news. You're not trying to convince him to do something he doesn't want to do. Amen. He's trying to convince you to ask him to do something he wants to do. He said, that, verse 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. In other words, I need to know his will in order to walk worthy of him and fully please him. Yeah? Someone said, well, don't, don't we please him just because we're his children? He's pleased that we are his children, but that doesn't mean he's pleased with everything we do. I'm a parent. I'm pleased to have my children. I'm pleased that they are my children. Not giving them up, you know. <laughs> but am I automatically pleased with everything they do? No, only when they do my will. <laughs> only when they walk worthy. <laughs> yeah. All right, fully pleasing him. Uh, this, is, this, is a, this is a follow-through of what the will of God will produce. It enables us to walk worthy. My, my walk is not worthy unless I know what he wants me to do. Because I might be doing the opposite if I don't know. So how can I fully please him if I don't even know what he wants? Uh, it says, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Oh, I love that. Do what? Increase in the knowledge of God. That's a spirit-inspired prayer. Have you ever said, Lord, I want to know you more? I want to know more about you. I want to know your ways. I want to know your... I want to know... Uh, man, I want... I, you're just amazing. Everything I know about you is good. I want to know more. That's a God-inspired prayer. Because he's not trying to hide himself from us. He's endeavoring to reveal himself to us. Amen, amen. Praise God. And so then, uh, considering these, these things, walking in accordance with God's will. If you think about... Uh, just from a, a logical standpoint, what would be the perfect will of God for any one of our lives? In order for God's will perfectly to be done, how many know really that would be get saved as early as possible, as soon as your little child brain is able to get it? get saved, get baptized in the Spirit, you know, uh, walk in faith and walk in love and be used of God and live a holy life and, and, you know, your whole life. Never go off into the world and go off into riotous living. That would be the perfect will of God, to serve Him all of our days, right? And to do all of His will. That would be the best, the highest, the best scenario. Um, and really never fall. I mean, he didn't create us to fall. It wouldn't be his will that we would even sin at all. Right? Now, my next thought when I, I go logically there, I think, well, how many people have accomplished that? <laughs> Meaning, they have had God's best their entire life. I don't know if any of us could raise our hand in that. Well, I'm pretty sure none of us could raise our hand. Because we've all done wrong things. We've blown it. And some of us didn't come to the Lord until a later time in life. And, and we didn't even, you know, consider these things maybe early, in the early years. And maybe you came to the Lord, a, a, you know, as, a, as an adult or a middle-aged person or whatever. And, and thank God for it. Did you have, is that God's best for your life? No. No. Um, 
But it's not about what we haven't done in the past. It's about where we go from where we are. That's that's key. Um, You know, could some other things have have happened that would have been better? Yes. Probably we could say for all of us, yes, it could have been better. In other words, I could have been more blessed. Other people could have been more blessed through me. God could have done more things. Uh, But how many know if you dwell on that all day long, I mean, what good does that do us? It's, well, here I am now, and what can happen from here? Uh, Not what could I have done, what can I do now? What what, what can happen next? You know, I I think about, look over at uh, Romans. Uh, Just left a few books over. Romans chapter 12. Uh, No, not 12. Yeah, 12. I went to 1 Corinthians and that didn't look right. Romans 12. Uh, Notice this language over here. Romans 12 and verse uh, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the uh, transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now there are there are different uh, thoughts, different um, approaches to this verse. Uh, some will read this, and you'll find even translators kind of seem to struggle with it a little bit. For various translations, will will word this differently. Uh, in other words, is is it true that? you would just say, the will of God is good, acceptable, and perfect. Okay? Or is there a difference in the will of God, meaning you could be, some have described it this way, in the permissive will of God, or you could be in the perfect will of God. Are there some things the Lord lets you do, but are, that, but, but are there some others that He would rather you do? <laughs> Consider this, are, are there some things that are, they're good? Are there some, uh, could we live a, a life and be in such a place where it's acceptable? I mean, it's not bad, we're not serving the devil, but it's not necessarily the best. And, and when I consider, uh, when I consider all the decisions that we make, and that you all have made through life, I wonder how many times in given situations we have forfeited the best that we have we've chosen um i don't know good instead of great we've chosen something that diminished god's best from happening in our lives and sometimes after the fact we go back and we look back and we want to kick ourselves and we think "Ah, i wish i could have done that different I sure wish I would have done that, handled that situation different. I would have made the wrong choice there. I went the wrong direction. Uh, but here's one thing, and I think that's true. Okay, that's true for me. Uh, some things I, I could have done different. And I think, you know, what what could have been? Uh, but then I also recognize, not only in my own life, but in the lives of many people, that although they've made choices and gone down paths at different times in life, that weren't the, weren't the best. Made the wrong decision. And then I still see that God wants to use them. 
And then I still see God using them. Now, can I fully under, can I fully see what could have been? No, I just, I don't know that I'll ever know. Okay? Uh, I know sometimes people, they, they make decisions based upon, uh, offense, for example. They have unforgiveness and they're offended and because of that they leave relationships and they leave a church and, and you know that's not God. Amen. I mean, anyone who's been around the Lord for a minute, you know, that's not being led of the Spirit. That's totally fleshy. But is it over for that person? No. And I don't want us to take a light view of this and say, hey, well, it doesn't matter. I can do whatever I'm going to do and, and God will use me anyway. Well, to what degree? I, I, I don't know. I can't necessarily define that. I don't want to focus on the past. I want to go forward. And I don't want to make compromising decisions over and over lest I, 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 my life is limited. Lest I, I, I forfeit something that God wanted to do and maybe a decision prohibits that. But at the same time... It, it just seems that, that the grace of God and His forgiveness and His, that He's able and willing to use anyone to whatever degree is possible. I mean, I'm called to the, to the ministry and to pastor, to teach and, and, and do these things. Well, how many know if I made some really poor decisions and let's say I ended up in jail? In prison. How many know I couldn't pastor this church from prison? Would you? I don't know. Would you guys come? <laughs> you know, if, if I were to make... You could see how some choices could really change the plan of God. Would the call of God still be there? Well, yeah. It's, it's, scripture says it's irrevocable. Right? It would still be there. But I, but I could, it, could I fulfill it in, in God's best way in that scenario? No. It's just because... Decisions have consequences. If that were to be, I'm not going to be, by the way, I'm not going. Uh, but if that were to be, and I were, maybe I should use an anonymous person, but I already used me. <laughs> if I were in that situation, and I, I said, Lord, and I turned my, I turned back to Him, and I, I asked Him to forgive me and restore me, could He use me? I think He could, not in the same way, not to the same degree. But I think he would say, I'll take you right there because you just surrendered your life to me and I'm going to do something with you. Amen. Okay? Again, I don't want to take the approach of, well, it doesn't matter, so God will use us wherever, however. Well, no. I, I don't want to have a heart that is settling for just any kind of use. I want his fullest use. But not going back because I can't. But from here forward. And I think there is a potential, no matter where someone came from, what has been done before now, from this point, there is still a potential of, okay, or it'll be all right, it'll be a little bit, or there'll be a maximum potential for your life from this standpoint. It doesn't matter from our going, in our going forward, where we've been, it matters where we are now, what can happen. Look over at the book of, of uh, Acts. Uh, chapter 15. 
let me find, there we go, Acts chapter 15. Uh, verse 36, Acts 15, 36. Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us now go, now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark. All right. But Paul insisted that they should not take with uh, them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. So stop right there. What, what happened? They had a previous ministry trip and John called Mark left. It was hard, the ministry was hard, something was uncomfortable, something... He, anyway, Paul was not happy. It's like, John called Mark, left. That's his name, right? His middle name is called, John called Mark. Okay. John called Mark, left him. He wigged out, and Paul said, he's not reliable. I can't count on him. And so we're going on another trip, and by the way, he's not coming. <laughs> Decisions have consequences. Uh, Barnabas wanted to take him, though. It says, verse 39, the contention uh, became so sharp that they, that they parted from one another, and so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, and, and being commended by the brethren uh, to the grace of God, and he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. And the rest of the book of Acts followed Paul and, Bar and <laughs> uh, Paul and Silas, not Barnabas and John called Mark. Right? I don't know if that means anything per se. Not, not, I'm not saying necessarily that does, but then we follow Paul in his missionary trips um, in, in, the, in the rest of the book. But it's interesting. Was this the will of God that they would have a fight? Paul, one of the most respected, uh, most powerful people ever in, in the church history, uh, he and Barnabas have a sharp contention and they end up going separate ways. Was that the will of God? No. No. I mean, even if the Lord wanted them, said, hey, let's double our efforts. Let's make teams. Let's tie the foxes' tails together and go light up some fields. And, you know, let's go out two by two. You go this way, we'll go this way. And we'll cover more ground. That might have been the plan of God. It doesn't say that, though. All right? And if the Lord wanted them to do it, He didn't pick a fight between them. Uh, so that wasn't the way to do it. Even if... But this is interesting to me. This got recorded. <laughs> Luke wrote this. He could have left it out just to kind of save face. We'll just skip over that part. Everyone will wonder, where'd Barnabas go? <laughs> and just silent. <laughs> uh, but it's in there. Paul and Barnabas got in a fight. And they ended up splitting over it. Here, here's what's interesting to me. Did God use Barnabas and his team? Yeah. Did he use Paul and his team? Yeah. 
even though it didn't, even though it didn't happen the best way. The question often is, once something happens, and if it's not the best, what if it can't be repaired? What if you can't go back and fix it? Sometimes there are situations that can, but what if you can't undo that? Now they're off, will God still use you? Yes, and he, he did them. And he used, he used both of those teams. And, and they didn't remain in contention. If you, if you recall, uh, if you read the scriptures later, you'll discover that, that Paul you spoke highly of John called Mark. Just called him Mark then. Uh, but he said later on to bring Mark because he's profitable for me for ministry. So obviously he grew and matured under Barnabas's leadership and, and he became more usable and Paul recognized that. So this wasn't some permanent, you know, thing. Because that's not okay, by the way. But in one sense, this isn't okay either. That's not the best way to do that. But when people have left and, and broken relationships and, and it didn't happen in a, in a godly or spirit-led kind of way, it doesn't mean that, that someone can't be used of God going forward. It's amazing how God will use people, how he will still use individuals after making poor decisions. If there's anything you can fix and go back, then do it. But if, there, but, but if, if, if not... God still wants to do some great things in your life. And at this point, it's not a matter anymore of what could have been. It's a matter of what can be now. What can be? You can find, uh, well, you find throughout biblical history, you find throughout church history, that he uses people who have royally messed up. You know, and so, some of you, some of you, even the, greatest examples. I mean, we, we studied Sunday, Sunday a little bit about Abraham. Abraham, the guy who lied to the Pharaoh uh, about, uh, about Sarah, you know, and said he, she was his sister. You know, anyway, there, was, there were some things. It's like, and the Lord used him? Yeah, pretty seriously. We all know David's story, King David. You read about King David and, and some... Uh, Things that he did with Bathsheba and, uh, you know, adultery and then have putting his, her husband on the front line so he would, he would die in the battle and so forth. And, uh, and it cost him, but God still used him. Amen. Was it God's best? No, but from that point with a repentant heart, with a, a heart after God, was he still able to do amazing things? Yes. Yes. Amen. And so I, I just, um, I, I believe that, that the Lord wants individuals in here tonight to be encouraged, um, not in making poor choices, but in what can still be. Magnify the restorative uh, ability of God above the mistakes that you've made. And, and don't, don't make excuses for them. In fact, uh, look over. Let me show you the other side. I, I, I want to bring a good balance to this. First uh, Corinthians. First Corinthians. Yeah. Chapter nine. Ish. First Corinthians chapter nine. And, uh, 
Paul used this illustration in the latter part of this chapter about running a race and competing according to the rules and, and that type of thing. Um, he talked about boxing and, and so forth. In verse 27, he writes, But I've disciplined my body. Notice he disciplines it. I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Why would you have to do that with your own body? Because your body will lead you to do things that will seriously alter your future. If you follow your feelings around, uh, you're going to end up in trouble. You know, so we have to take our bodies and, and control them. Control what they want. You know, in the world today, no, it's whatever you feel. Yeah? And if you feel like having sex with anything that moves, just do it. You feel like putting every kind of substance in your body that it craves, just do it. You're an adult. You're a responsible adult. Do whatever you want. No. We need to learn how to say no to desires of the body. When your body wants something, don't feed it every time it yelps. Amen. He said, I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest... When I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So let's recognize that from wherever we are today, going forward, and the potential of having God's best, having God's perfect will, or letting Him use us uh, and, and His will coming to pass on some lesser level in our lives, that's the potential of our lives going forward. Yeah? Everybody with me? You can have God's best... From, from this point, I don't know about the past, okay? From this point, you can have whatever the potential is from this point forward, or you can have something less than that. Something less than that. What does, uh, what's in my control here? Well, if I don't discipline my own body, making decisions, I could disqualify myself. So, then are you saying God couldn't use a person? Well, again, I think whenever a person turns themselves fully and says, use me, then he'll use whatever's left. <laughs> you know, I mean, if I've taken 90% of my life and 90% of my resources and 90% of my time on earth and whatever, and I've used it for things other than living for him... And I take the last 10%, I think he'll use it. If I say, Lord, I'm giving it all to you. But whatever uh, ability you have and time you have and energy and so forth that you have from here forward, I would encourage you not to think 10%. Think, I'm going to do whatever I need to do so I don't disqualify myself from service. Could it have been that this was the last letter and the last part of Paul's ministry? That's what he's saying. He said, if I don't beat myself like a boxer, you know, if I don't get, in other words, I don't, don't get rough with my, with my body and keep it under control, he said, even I, I'm going to disqualify myself from God's use. All right. So, so going forward, this is how, this is how we look at our lives. Uh, past is past. What's done is done. Here I am today. What can you do with me, Lord? How, reveal your will to me. So that I can walk fully pleasing before you. Yeah? 
And in the middle of that, I know his will, I know his plan. I'm going to have some choices to make. I'm going to have some options to do what I've done before. I'm going to have some options to make decisions that hinder my usefulness. And obviously, some decisions carry more weight than others. There are some things you can do, and uh, and I don't mean to treat any anything lightly, but some things you can do, you can bounce right back. Other things are more difficult. You know, like I said, you know, shooting people and stuff, that's probably bad. That would be more of a disqualifier. <laughs> huh? To use an extreme example, you know what I'm saying? Uh, more, more of a disqualifier, uh, but like I said, even even then, so we'll already done, I've already done that. Okay, why don't you see what he's got left for you? It's still his will to reveal his will to you. His will is not non-existent. His will is not gone now. There is still, from this point, a plan going forward. Now, maybe his initial plan was from here to here, and we're over here. I just have a feeling there's still a path. If that's where he wants you, you may be way out of the way, and you missed a whole bunch of stuff that you would have, but you're still over here. There's still a path. Amen. But be determined. Let's all of us be determined. Not to continually repeat things that, that take us the wrong direction. Not continually make decisions that hinder God's best, His perfect will from coming to pass in our lives. If we can see things that, that, uh, that we've done or things that we have typically tripped up in, then we're wise. He reveals His will. We see it. We know it. And we avoid it. Amen. I tell you, God wants to do great things, and He is doing great things. Amen. Let's take a moment, and let's, uh, let's listen to Him. Let's take a moment so that, what? So that He can reveal His will. So that He can talk to us. He wants to. He wants to tell you what He's got next for you. Yeah? And as soon as you know it, you can walk in it. And fully please Him. Amen. Father, we love You. We serve You. We praise You tonight. We listen to Your voice.